Welcome back to the Thriving Thyroid Podcast, where we choose to become empowered patients and take our health into our own hands. Hi, I'm Shannon Hansen, a Christian entrepreneur, a mom of three, and after dealing with my own health mysteries, I made it my mission to learn everything I could about the thyroid. I soon became certified as a holistic wellness practitioner, a functional nutrition practitioner, and a functional diagnostic practitioner, and so much more. After that, I founded the revolutionary thyroid program, The Hansen Method. As a health professional and a mom, I fully understand the importance of having a fun, simple, and sustainable plan for achieving a responsive thyroid. So I share actionable and practical strategies for developing a responsive thyroid so that the ambitious moms and women can gain freedom from fatigue and lose the thyroid weight once and for all. Each week, I will be here for you. Along with my guest experts, we will be sharing simple and tangible tips that work for not only your thyroid, your hormones, your family, and your mindset so that you can get back to living the life that you envision for yourself. Welcome to the Thriving Thyroid Podcast. All right, you guys. Hey, welcome back to the Thriving Thyroid Podcast. Today we're talking about meal planning. And meal planning is one of those things that if you're anything like me, I'm like, I don't have time for that. I don't have time to meal plan. I don't have time to sit down and plan out my meals and I'm going to just go to the grocery store and do all the things. Well, I have learned a few things over the years that I want to share with you guys. Before we dive in, I have developed a 21-day meal planning meal prep challenge where I have given you 21 days of meals done for you, breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, um, grocery list, everything all included. It is designed to help kickstart your digestive system, help kickstart weight loss, um, and improve energy levels. If you head over to the show notes, you will find a link and a discount code. We are starting January 22nd, so you need to jump in now if you want to do it. If you jump in a little late, no problem. We have a special promo code for you guys. Um, It is 21 days, so if you miss the first couple of days, you will quickly get caught up on all of the things. But today I'm going to be sharing with you some meal planning stuff that I have learned and I think it's super beneficial. So join us in the challenge. You're going to learn a lot. You're going to have so much fun in it. Um, And there may be, there may be just some extra goodies and prizes for you guys. All right. Okay. So let's dive into all of this. So can you relate to feeling tired, feeling like you're constantly behind on tasks, but yet you don't have the energy to to keep up with the demands, let alone getting stuff done? Are you fed up with feeling confused about what steps you need to take in order to feel better? And you spend hours on the internet and in support groups and forums and (laughs) podcasting, (laughs) podcast listening, Finding answers. Are you unsure of how to get off the caffeine, chocolate, coffee, Dr. Pepper, and still have the energy to keep up with your life? Or do you feel like you're going crazy and that it's all in your head and maybe your doctors have told you it's in your head? Well, it's not your fault. So the real problem here is that diet and exercise, they don't work when you have thyroid imbalances like they do for normal people. 
And the reason for this is because your body is changed. And one of the big issues, and you guys have heard me talk about this probably a million times if you are not new to the podcast, is cellular sensitivity. If we can't get thyroid hormones in and out of the body or in and out of the cells properly, you will not be using thyroid hormone the way that you should, which is going to leave you tired, sluggish, worn down. And so in order to fix that cellular sensitivity, it has to be done through food. You cannot supplement this issue away. You cannot take enough of whatever it is, right? The potassium that you need in a pill form to correct the deficiency. It has, you have to do it through food. So the dream with this is that you will wake up every single day with sustainable energy. You're going to be able to get up before your alarm gets up. If you're anything like me, normally I like hitting the snooze button 15 times. But when I started to work with my body, improve the cellular sensitivity, get seven, eight hours of sleep, I started waking up before my alarm and I'm like, no, I don't want to thinking it's in the middle of the night. Right. And I look at the clock and I'm like, oh, it's actually like 10 minutes to my alarm and I am ready to go. And I no longer have to rely on caffeine or Dr. Pepper or chocolate to help give me energy throughout the day. That's only going to cause me to crash later. I enjoy those things. They're fun to eat. They're fun to have every once in a while, but I don't need them to make it through my day. And you're going to be able to stay focused, motivated throughout the day and say yes to the things that matter the most to you. You're going to stop having those afternoon crashes and relying on naps or early bedtimes. And you're going to feel like yourself. You're going to feel like, hey, I want to go out and socialize with my friends. And you're going to want to keep intimate relationships with your spouse, your partner. You're going to want to take your kids to the park. You want to go and do horseback riding lessons with your daughter or work on the farm or whatever it is that you enjoy. So as a quick introduction to myself, once again, my name is Shannon Hansen. I am the mom of four daughters and we have our dream home that we built a couple years ago. We have cows and chickens, uh, dogs, cats, the whole thing. I have more than five certifications, including a holistic wellness practitioner, uh, functional nutrition practitioner, life coaching, urban farming, and so much more. And I also run this podcast. So before discovering what the issues were with my thyroid, I was frustrated. I was confused, overwhelmed, discouraged. And to be quite honest, my self-esteem really tanked. I would look at myself and I didn't even recognize myself in photos. Um, and if you've ever been there, that's, <laughs> it's really painful. I was like, who is that person? And lo and behold, it's me, right? I'm puffy. I'm inflamed. Uh, bags under my eyes. I'm tired. I don't want to play with my kids. I don't want to interact with my kids because it took my body so long to recover. And it all came down to looking at my kids and my girls, my daughters, and saying that this isn't the life that I wanted to give my kids. And all, all success that any of us have is predicated on making a decision. 
making a decision to change our lifestyle, making a decision to do things a little bit different so that our life can be different and look different. And (laughs) that is not usually done very easy, right? It's done through a lot of trial and error and frustration and falling off the bandwagon and, and trying again and trying something different. And this is why I wanted to put together the 21 day meal plan challenge because I want to teach you guys these methods that I've been using for years um, that have saved me. I've refined the process <laughs> over and over again. And it's also changed as my kids have changed ages and the dynamics of our family. But I've always gone back to some of the same fundamental things. And there's obviously a lot <laughs> to cover. And so hence why we're going to do some podcasts on this. And then we're also going to be teaching you about it in the the 21 day challenge. So the discovery was learning how to meal plan and meal prep that didn't cost me hours of my time every single week. So I wanted to tell you or read a little bit about what one of my clients said, April. She said, working with Shannon was the last piece of the puzzle. I've been having health issues for years. I went to doctors who were who were each able to fix part of the problem, but I never felt 100%. Shannon was able to provide the nutrition help, and that was the last piece of the puzzle. I'm feeling better and have more energy than I've had in years. So here's secret number one, you guys. Um, don't wait for your doctor to get it right. The average thyroid patient goes goes to an average of 10 doctors before receiving a diagnosis. So if you can relate to this, <laughs> um, just know that you are not alone in this part. So I want you to think of this in a new way. And I think this is really important to understand because this is something that, um, unfortunately, was it really explained to me in nutrition school <laughs> um, to this extent, or maybe it was, but because I didn't have thyroid issue or know that I have thyroid issues at the time, it kind of went out of my head. But the hypothalamus, which is part of the brain, it releases a hormone called TRH to the pituitary gland. The pituitary gland releases thyroid stimulating hormone, which is TSH to the thyroid gland. And then the thyroid gland um, stimulates TPO, which is activated through iodine to create T4 and T3. So if you are low in iodine, your body is not going to be able to convert and make T4 and T3. Then it goes further. 93% of T4 goes to the liver and the liver then converts about 60% of T4 into reverse T3 which is the form that our body cannot use, okay? Another 20% becomes active in the intestines and um, in the presence of good, healthy gut flora and bacteria. Then about 20% of the thyroid hormone activity, hold on, let me back up and say that differently. 20% of um, thyroid hormones will become active and usable for the body in the presence of good, healthy bacteria. So if you have candida, yeast, fungus, mold, parasites, anything like that 
it's going to block the thyroid from getting the hormones. And in addition to that, if you don't have enough potassium, which is our body's cellular sensitivity, you won't be able to absorb it anyway, right? So there, just from this little explanation, there's already so many things that have to be lining up. You have to have enough iodine. You have to have good liver function. You have to not have um, pathogens in your gut. And you have to have enough potassium in order to make your thyroid work. If that's not the case, then you're going to have some other issues. So let's get into the meat of today. So one thing you need to know and understand about the thyroid gland is that it is sensitive to change and will react even to the smallest adjustments that you make. So small changes to your diet, to your exercise affect the thyroid quickly, either positively or negatively. Okay, so why does our diet matter for thyroid? Because all disease has nutritional deficiencies. And we started to, we kind of, we hit the, the tip of the iceberg <laughs> with the potassium. Thyroid imbalances are signs of other things being out of balance. Vitamin D, ferritin, selenium, potassium, zinc, vitamin A, magnesium, and so on. Supplements are not enough. That's why we have to use diets because there's over 20 different types of zinc. Magnesium and these other nutrients will work synergistically together and we can't have one without the other. And there are certain supplements and nutritions that are needed to be taken together to maximize absorbency and other things that should be taken away from each other to once again maximize absorbency. So the digestive system is, here's, here's a common um, misconception is when I ask people, where does the digestive system start? Like, why is that so important? They all say, oh, it starts in the stomach. And that's not the truth. The, the, di the, 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 <laughs> the digestive system actually starts, digestion of the body actually starts in the brain. It starts when we start thinking about food. It starts when we start smelling food. And that's why you'll be like, oh, I'm not hungry. And then you walk into the, the mall um, food court and you're smelling all these foods and you're like, oh, I could actually eat something right now. <laughs> like that happened to my kids literally like just this week. My kids were like, oh, you know, have lunch or whatever. We get there. And then um, they all pulled up or we had to go to the bathroom, which meant we had to walk through the food court. My kids were like, oh, I'm so hungry now. <laughs> I could eat some, you know, some panda. And I was like, oh, okay, of course. Anyways, we didn't get any. <laughs> but that's why smelling things and thinking about food can stimulate that digestive system, okay? So when it comes to meal planning and meal prep, there are some basic things, like I said, that I want to share with you guys. And I'm not a big fan of like going through and cleaning all the bad things out and throwing them away and, and essentially wasting food. If you've bought it, you've spent money on it. I, I just, in my good conscience, I cannot tell you to go throw everything out. What I can tell you is to clean out old expired foods, like down your cabinets, your fridge, your freezer, and clean out things that you just won't eat. Um, donate them, find somebody else that will eat them. 
And what we're going to start doing is we're going to start crowding out the junk. Okay. So what this means is I'm going (laughs) to, I feel so bad for doing this, but I had a friend, I have a friend and she bought this like candy dispenser for her kitchen and it rotates in a circle and you push a button and like M&Ms fall out or you push, you know, this other section and Skittles fall out or whatever. And she keeps the candy on her, her kitchen counter. And I was like, oh, that's so fun. That's so cute. But I know exactly what would happen. I would be the one eating all of it. And so instead of bringing those things into my home, I try to use them as a special treat. We go to the gas station, we maybe pick up a little candy or whatever. Um, I do keep certain candy in the freezer in case, you know, we need a little something, something. But generally speaking, we're crowding out the chips, we're crowding out the crackers, we're crowding out some of those junk foods and replacing them with other more healthy, wholesome options. And I'll tell you how to do that here in a little bit. Um, So what is meal planning? Meal planning um, is where you're planning out your meals. You're planning, what am I going to eat? What are we going to eat for dinner? What are we going to have for breakfast? Do we have these things available? Are they going to fit into our schedule for the week? And one of the things that I put together in the 21 day challenge was 15 of my favorite family uh, freezer meals. So I take about five minutes, prep them, put them in the freezer bags. And then when we need them or on the night when we're super busy, I can pull them out, throw them in the slow cooker, cook them. I don't know. Some of them take four hours. Some of them take 10 hours. <laughs> so I cook them for the appropriate amount of time. And we have all of the things that we need because when I do not meal plan, appropriately, that's when we're going to the drive-thru. That's when we're ordering food. That's when we're like, okay, let's go get a Costco pizza on the way home, (laughs) right? So planning things out, breakfast, lunch, dinner, to help you um, stay with your goals for your nutrition. Um, The second thing that we want to do is when we grocery shop, we want to shop the perimeter of the store. Um, The junk food really hides in the middle aisles and 80% of your food should be whole food, fruits, veggies, grains, whole grains, meat. Um, And I like to look for things that have fewer than five ingredients. Um, That is kind of my, I don't want to say my hard rule, but it's a rule that I I look at. Um, I recently got a new protein and I, I showed my husband and I was like, look, you can literally read every single ingredient in here and it's all it's all whole food right it does have a few more than five ingredients but it is very limited like this morning I had an um I think it was like a chocolate mint and it says peppermint right like they use peppermint leaves in order to get that mint flavor um the next thing is less than five grams of sugar um there are a few exceptions to this uh like kombucha, there's some things like kombucha has a little bit more sugar, but it's all natural sugar um, in that. So just keep that in mind. But um, the next thing is we have to learn how to read labels, (laughs) y'all. And knowing how to really make good decisions in what we are purchasing. So one of the things that I always ask people is what is the first thing that you look at on a nutritional label? 
they're going to say, oh, look at carbs, look at calories, look at, um, usually it's calories is what I get. And then they look at the protein, carbs, and fats. Um, that's kind of secondary. And I want to take it one step further. Okay. The serving size. The serving size should always be the first thing you are looking at. So if you are looking at, I don't know, uh, cereal, we'll take cereal as an example, or, oh, you know what, maybe crackers. So let's just take a cracker. And I don't know what the serving size is, so this is just hypothetical, okay? So let's say you're looking at a box of crackers, and these are your most favorite, most delicious crackers. You love them. They're salty. They've got a good flavor, a good texture, taste, all the things. And you look at it, and the serving size is two crackers. And you know, you know when you open those crackers, you're going to be eating about 15, right? Minimal. <laughs> Minimally. Minimally? Well, that's not a word. You guys know what I'm trying to say. On... <laughs> I can't say the word. Um, and that's going to bug me for the next like five minutes. And I'm going to get off and be like, oh my gosh, Shannon, you're so silly. Um, okay. I mean, I'm afraid to say it now. <laughs> so let's just say like, you know, you're not going to eat two crackers. You know that you're going to eat 10, 15, 20. So now when you look at the carbs, when you look at the calories, when you look at the protein or whatever it is, you now have to multiply that by five, by 10, by, you know, whatever the number is. And that can make a difference in if that thing, that item, that cracker is a good choice or not a good choice. And that for me is one of those things where I'm like, okay, I know I'm not going to be able to stop with two crackers. I'm in 12, right? <laughs> so maybe I should find something comparable, but that is a little bit more nutrient dense or a little bit, um, better in whatever area that's going to help me match up with my goals. And sometimes it's that cracker, but just knowing that, okay, I, I'm only going to have two crackers a day, right? I know that's a poor example, but hopefully you guys, <laughs> hopefully you guys get the, the, um, understanding. Now, the other thing is four grams of sugar equals one teaspoon of sugar. So there are some things I'm looking at a nutritional label in front of me and it says 24 grams of sugar. And you're like, oh, 24 grams, that's not too bad. Well, most of us won't sit down and eat six. No, hold on. Four and 24. Is that six? Okay, some math wizard is gonna have to <laughs> gonna have to do this for me. Um, yeah, six. Okay, I was right. So most of us aren't gonna sit down and eat six teaspoons of sugar especially if it's for two crackers, right? We're just gonna, I don't even know what this nutritional label goes with. Okay, you guys. <laughs> um, but I, like, I'm not gonna eat two crackers, which is six grams of, or six tables, six teaspoons. I said tablespoons, it's teaspoons. Six teaspoons of sugar, right? Like, this is adding up to me to not be a good choice. And then you go down to the ingredients and it's like sugar and sugar and sugar and sugar. Okay. So after looking at serving sizes, I like to look at the sugar content. Is there like sneaky sugars that are going to be put in there? Um, what is the fiber, right? Both men and women should have about 35 grams of fiber per day. 
And I can tell you, if you are not maybe making an effort every single day, you're not going to be hitting that. A lot of my clients are like, I can only get 25 or 20. And that's me trying really, really hard, right? So again, we have to be really, really mindful of what we're putting in our body. And this is where changing the way that we think makes a big difference. Okay. So there are, we're going to kind of move on. Um, there are some key thyroid nutrients that I think everybody should know about and begin to understand. So I'm going to go through them, um, really quickly. We're not going to necessarily talk about how to get all of these nutritional factors into your plan. Um, that's what I designed the 21 day plan for is to help you get those nutrients in your body. But there are things like vitamin A. B2, B3, B6, vitamin C, vitamin D, E, iodine, iron, selenium, tyrosine, and all of these nutrients help to do a couple things for your thyroid. One, some of them help create thyroid hormone, and some of them help convert thyroid nutrients or thyroid hormone. And three, they help help, they help help. They help with the absorption of those nutrients. So the next thing that I'm going to tell you, and I always, I always like want to pause here because I don't think this is the answer for every single person because every person is genetically and metabolically different. And knowing what I know, (laughs) um, some of the things are just undeniable for me. But here's what I tell everybody is consider going gluten-free for three months, okay? The reason for this is gluten mimics thyroid hormone. And there's a lot to to play here. And when I work with my clients one-on-one, we do a lot of education around gluten um, and seeing what the body actually needs, okay? A lot of my, a lot of my clients do go gluten-free and like 100% gluten-free. They feel better. And they are able to make it a lifestyle for them because they know what happens if they eat gluten, right? Like the holidays just happened. A few of them were like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. And then they were like, oh, no, that was a really big deal for me, you know? And then there's other clients who get to a certain level of healing and can handle some sourdough, who can handle some things um, further down the line, okay? But it takes a minimum of seven days for gluten-free, um, for you to get the gluten out of your body. Okay. Um, and then you can do other things to, um, help heal and restore, which we just don't have time to go into all of that today. Um, so the next thing is we got to remove processed foods and things like bagels and pasta, um, and increase those healthy fats because that helps you support proper primary hormone and production and conversions and all of that. Okay. So when we are looking at meal planning, the old way of meal planning is sourcing meal plan ideas on Pinterest, going to the grocery store without a plan, (laughs) buying things on sale without a plan, buying frozen or boxed foods. You guys have been totally guilty of this. Okay. So the new way of meal planning is creating a standardized grocery list. Okay. So I know every single week, my family eats, it kind of rotates, um, <laughs> but they're like eggs, right? 
eggs are something that I actually I have chicken, so I don't necessarily buy them, but we eat a lot of eggs. <laughs> so we're gonna for the for the sake of this, we're gonna just say eggs and milk and um, yogurt and what else? So we eat a lot of uh, green beans <laughs> and broccoli. Uh, usually lettuce. Lettuce is a, a big staple here. We have salads or tacos or whatever it is, right? Um, so I have a standardized grocery list that I work off and I, you can make this on your phone in the note section. And if you like, if you have an Apple phone, I don't know about Samsung and all the other things, but you can put check marks or like a little circle and then you can click it as you get it. And then after you grocery shop, you can unclick it, right? So it can be something that you always have with you. So you're not having to carry around a piece of paper or all the things. But create some kind of standardized grocery list for your family. Things that you are eating every single week. We go through a ton of bananas in our home. We go through a ton of apples. Like, I know when I go into the grocery store, I'm going to be grabbing um, bananas, apples, lettuce, tomatoes. We eat a lot of tomatoes, carrots, <laughs> um, potatoes. You know, like, there's just things that we, that I know we're going to need every single week. The second thing is learning to rotate meal plans. Rotate, like do the work once and then rotate through those things, okay? And this is why I did the 21 day challenge is because those 21 days can be, they're done for you. So the grocery list, the recipes, the meal plans, print them out, put them in a binder, take that grocery list and shop those things over and over again. You could essentially take those 21 days and redo it for, instead of three weeks, you could do it for six weeks by rotating those meal plans. Or you take those those meal plans and then you start to create your own using the template that I've given you, okay? And you're finding ways to reuse and rotate through those foods and you can start to incorporate some of your favorites in there. Um, my family, we, we love Mexican food. So let's just take fajitas. I have a fajita recipe that I have developed over time. It's in a slow cooker. I pop everything in my slow cooker in the morning and the afternoon, evening, dinner time, I chop everything up and make tacos, right? Like those are things that I rotate in to my family schedule. The next one is create a plan that works for your family schedule and dynamics. And this is so, so important, you guys. <laughs> and something that I really try to hound in. I have busy seasons with my kids. My kids are now playing sports and there are months of the year. I am not home at four and five o'clock to make dinner. I literally have to have something going in the crock pot, in the instant pot <laughs> or some kind of plan because if not, my kids are going to be hungry the second we walk in the door. And I also have to, I've, um, <laughs> I, you guys, it melts my heart. I've had several friends lately come and tell me um, this one tip that I have shared with them has changed the dynamic of meal plan for you guys. So if you have little kids, here's like my biggest tip for and years and years ago, probably about seven, eight years ago. So this has been a long time. I've had two friends come tell me in the last two months. They're like, we started doing this a couple years ago and it's changed everything. Um, they will set out, I started setting out a fruit or a veggie tray while I'm making dinner because my kids always come in, I'm so hungry. 
but they start going into the pantry and they're like grabbing stuff. And I'm like, I literally am making dinner. I literally have food right here. It's cooking. It's going to be done in 10 minutes. And it would drive me nuts <laughs> as a mom or your husband or my husband actually doesn't do that, but my kids do. And I do know some husbands do it. And so when I started putting out fruits and veggies, even if my kids filled up on the fruits and veggies, I was totally okay with that because I knew what they were eating was nutrient dense. So that is part of like my family plan that I've created. And I know when I go grocery shopping, I am buying things to replace and to incorporate into those fruits and veggie trays for my family schedule. And this is so, so helpful, especially on those nights that you maybe you normally eat at five and you have sports or activities and you're not getting home till seven. And then you know, food is not quite ready and you're scrambling to try to get everything done. And so that's something that I just make ahead of time. I put it out on the, on the table on the island and everybody just munches. Um, the next thing is eating for your thyroid. You guys, making sure that you're incorporating those nutrient-dense foods that specifically help support thyroid function. And then having meals planned in five minutes, Okay. Seriously, the best way to do this is to create those standardized meal plans or standardized grocery lists. And then as you create meal plans for your family and you have certain things like fajitas or um, Mississippi pot roasts or whatever it is, learn how to incorporate those into what you're doing for your family, okay? And, and save those, save the recipes, save the meal plans because you've done the work and then create a binder, right? Like mine is <laughs> nothing pretty. It's nothing fancy. Some of it is handwritten. Some of it is typed up on the computer. Some of it is whatever, right? And I can flip through that binder and say, oh my gosh, that meal plan for this week. Perfect. Okay. And now for a lot of my clients, I, I plan everything out, breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, Give them that template and they can start working. As you begin to get better and better at meal planning, what I do for my family is I plan all of the dinners and I plan the dinners so that we have leftovers for the next day. And then for breakfast and lunch, I rotate through like two or three different options for the week. So let me give you an example for breakfast. Um, for breakfast, some weeks I'll make breakfast burritos and some weeks I'll make um, breakfast sandwiches, and then the next week I'm doing like a quiche and pancakes or something along those lines. So for that week, we're eating quiche and we're eating pancakes or a smoothie or pancakes or, you know, whatever it is. So when the kids wake up in the morning, it's do you want pancakes or do you want the quiche? Because I can, I can make them on Sunday and then my kids can eat them throughout the week. And then um, my other tip is meal prepped and cooked in 15 minutes. Keep it simple. One pan, one pot meals, crock pot meals, instant pot meals. Find things that are whole foods that can be cooked and prepared in little time. Because how many of us, how many of us have an hour to spend? I love cooking and I would probably, cooking, baking, I love being in the kitchen. That's probably why I went into nutrition. Um, <laughs> I just don't have the time. I don't have the time to spend cooking all day. Um, so for the pre-work for your, for your items is create that standardized grocery list. 
um, with items that you buy weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, and use this template over and over and over again. You can type it out. You can create a list on your phone. You guys seriously keep it so simple so that you can do it. And I have done it on my phone. Um, one, because then it's not like, oh, shoot, I left my thing at home. And I can easily send that list to my husband and say, hey, can you go get XYZ? Then review the grocery store ads um, so that you can save a little bit of money. Um, number So that's pre-work. And then let's get into this. So number one is get out your calendar and look at your week. What can you realistically manage? So let's say your kids are playing sports and you will be out of the house um, at the dance studio or the softball field or football field or soccer field or whatever it is. If you're going to be at the field or out of the home three days that week, then you may need to say, okay, for three days this week, I need crock pot meals. Okay. The other four days, five days, I can be at home. I can cook fancy. I can do whatever. Okay. So look at your week and try to match up your meals in such a way that you can set your family up for success. Okay. Then you're going to go grocery shopping in your fridge and your pantry and your freezer and make a list of what you already have at home. Okay. So maybe your monthly list, you have sugar. Okay. But you go into your pantry and you're like, oh my gosh, last month they had a really good sale and I bought like 15 sugars. I don't need sugar. So you're going to mark that off your list. Okay. And you don't need to buy sugar because you already have it. So then after you have your grocery list and after you've kind of figured out what you're going to do, see what you already have. Um, actually I kind of mix these up. Here's, I kind of do this a couple different ways. And I forgot when I kind of outlined this that I I'm, I was teaching it like the old way. Okay, so forgive me. <laughs> so get out your meal plan, your um, calendar, look at what you can do realistically, then go shopping and see what you already have. If you have a whole bunch of ground beef because you bought a half a cow, um, maybe the ideas that you want to come up with for that week for your meal plans is things with ground beef, spaghetti, tacos. Um, other things that I can't think of right now. <laughs> and you're going to brainstorm a list of those ideas that you already have with groceries in your home. And then make a list of what you need. So let's just take tacos, for example. Okay, lettuce, tomatoes, onion, salsa, hot sauce, um, whatever, right? Whatever it is. And then Use that brainstorm list to find what is going to work for you in your time frames that you have for those, those nights, right? So I'm not going to schedule, let's say tacos on a night that I'm not getting home till 8 p.m. because we're on the sport field, the, the softball field, okay? My kids are going to come home. They're going to be hangry. They're going to be ready to eat. They're going to want to walk in the door and eat immediately right? So I am not going to plan tacos for one of those nights. I'm going to plan a crock pot meal where we walk in the door and I'm like, here's a plate, dish your food. Okay, sit down and eat, <laughs> right? And then obviously carrying things out is super important. So with that, review the, the key thyroid list, right? The nutrient list. This will help you superpower your meals. So let's say you need more vitamin A. You're going to look up foods that are rich in vitamin A. 
you need more vitamin C. Okay, right now, at the time of recording, uh, citrus things are coming in season. So I'm going to purchase citrus items, get that vitamin C in, and help do that, okay? And then you're going to fill in the weekly meal plan, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks, okay? Like I said, as you go, like you might need to begin planning every single thing out. Or if you're maybe a little more advanced, you plan out two or three different options for breakfast, lunch, and you only plan out dinner, okay? And then you obviously have snacks. So then you're going to review it and you're going to make any adjustments. Then you're going to go grocery shop and you're going to prep your meals for the next day. Keep the meal plan and the grocery list in a usable folder and reuse it. Okay, so do the work once and then reuse it. So I have a few shortcuts that I want to share with you guys while you are getting started. So like I mentioned earlier, create weekly standard breakfast menus. We have... As a family, a few things that we kind of rotate through. My kid, I have three kids that go to school. So I want to create meals that are easy for them to grab and go if we're running late and eat in the car. So we often do breakfast sandwiches, breakfast burritos, a breakfast hash, where I can bulk make it, but they can eat it throughout the week. We also do a quiche or a frittata. Um, those are kind of our staples because <laughs> I know my kids will eat those really well. The next thing that we do is, and this can change as you master your meal planning, um, but I also create a weekly standard lunch menu, meaning I, and I, here's something that I want you guys to also really understand is you want variety. You want to rotate your food with the seasons. You want to prevent uh, food fatigue or food boredom with what you're eating. And so for summertime, right, like I do a lot of salads. I do like quinoa salads, um, green salads <laughs> um, for lunches and just always kind of have um, staples for salads prepped. Um, some chicken, some shredded chicken to put in there, um, just different things like that. And then my kids obviously, well, not so much now, <laughs> but when they were a little bit younger, it was like, oh, I just want a sandwich, you know? So I would pre-make several different sandwiches, sandwiches for them at the beginning of the week. A lot of times what we also do is um, prep them earlier in the week and um, just make sure we're rotating, you know, like maybe this last week, one of the things I did, my kids have been home for break. So <laughs> one of the things that we did was I made like ground beef and put some black beans and seasoned it or whatever, and just like rolled up little tacos for my kids. So if they were hungry and I couldn't drop what I was doing and feed them, you know, heaven forbid, they could go to the fridge and do that. We also had some little mini sandwiches in there over break that they could eat, um, you know, just different like meat sticks and things like that. Um, and this really has helped with my kids, prevent them from snacking on, you know, 
chips and cookies and junk food because they have wholesome options for them. And this is something that also helps me is to be able to go to the fridge and just be like, oh, here's two things that I have for lunch to pick from. Um, and again, the big, big thing with this, while you are standardizing these things, you want to rotate food because this is the only way that you're going to like be able to sustain this. Okay. All right. Next shortcut is buy items in bulk when you can. So one of the things that um, I really think when COVID shut down kind of the world and you couldn't always get to the grocery store or whatever is I, when I grocery shop, I typically buy one for now, two for later. So if I am grocery shopping and let's say um, a can of beans, right? I only need one can of black beans for the recipe that I'm making. I'm going to buy one can for now and two for later so that I am building a, a small stockpile so I can make that same thing again later. Or it can be used for something else, right? Like you don't have to. But then I know, you know, these are the things that my family eat. We rotate through. We like them. We eat it enough. It makes sense for us to have a couple extra so that when you're like, oh, what do I make? You have some of those staple items in your home to make a meal, right? Okay, so here are some ideas for snacks because <laughs> this is one of the biggest questions that I get all the time. They're like, okay, I need new snack ideas. So of course there's like everybody's favorite apple and peanut butter or apples and almond butter, whatever you like, almonds and carrots, hummus and veggies, um, cheese sticks with gluten-free pretzels. If you haven't tried gluten-free pretzels, they're awesome. Hard-boiled eggs and cheese, um, dried fruit and turkey roll-ups. So I, when I do this, I like to encourage everybody to kind of pair their food. Um, if you're eating like a fruit, you want to have a fat with it. And this will help keep you fuller longer so that you're not, um, munching on something 10 minutes later, <laughs> you know? Um, so, all right. Now for this podcast, let's see, let me give you guys an action item. Um, some of you, let me say this. Some of you are going to be ready to like take it to the next step, do the next thing, learn the next thing. Beginning of the year is always a good time to try to like learn something new when it comes to our health and, and implement these things. So if you're ready for that, head over to the show notes, join our meal planning challenge. Um, it'll be good fun. <laughs> if you're not ready for that, my recommendation for you is going to be clean out the fridge and freezer, get rid of the expired food, get rid of food that you're not going to eat, and then sit down and plan three to five days of food items. And maybe you want to just maybe, and if that's too much, maybe just come up with breakfast ideas and, and standardize breakfast, okay? Um, or standardize some snack ideas and make those snacks like make little snacks, like kits, right? Make a little lunchable, an adult lunchable um, kits for yourself so that you can 
begin to change some of the habits that you already have. All right, you guys, come back next week because now, then we're going to get into the nitty-gritty of meal prepping. And it's not what you guys think when you hear meal prepping. All right, you guys, I'll see you on the next. Wait before you go. Please subscribe. If you found value in today's episode, leave us a review and share on Instagram. And please tag us. We love your review.